we just welcome you this morning. Today we're starting a small series uh, called Words of Life. And um, there's what I want to do. You can go ahead and turn to John chapter 4 and verse 24. And as you're turning there, how many people, you know, and, and you might not be born again yet. You might not be saved uh, but how many people have kind of come under the idea that if I do come to know Jesus, my life is going to be better? Uh, did, in, did anybody have that idea? And then has anybody, you know, felt like there were times, and, and it, it's okay to be honest, I'm talking about your feelings, I'm not talking about the truth. Um, have you ever felt like at times that he wasn't there for you and that your life wasn't better? You know, I've felt that. It's okay to say that, that you felt that. Anybody ever questioned, you know, and felt those things? And a lot of times that comes, the gap there comes from a lack of our understanding of what's actually going on. But a lot of times, you know, we walk into being born again by saying, hey, you know, I think we are, I think we are going to have a better life by coming to know Jesus. And we tell people about it, that it's a better life and it's awesome and but there's some things to the flesh that if you don't know about, it, you, it, it'll make you question. And it looks like it's contradictory. It's not contradictory, but we're talking about one of those things in Words of Life in this series. And it's one of those things that people, a lot of people don't have a lot of teaching on. A lot of you know. Uh, some of you have heard this uh, before. But man, the Lord just kept bringing it up to me and bringing it up to me and bringing it up to me. And I said, well, it's about time to preach on it then. I know what that means, you know. And uh, so then it was funny because this has been sitting in me and rolling around in me. And then one of my spiritual fathers was preaching on it just a week or two ago. And I went, okay, I hear you. And uh, as I was praying this week, I had, I had notes already laid out for it. But as I was praying this week, I felt like the Lord said, I want you to start that this week and do a short series on it. So, you know, <clears throat> here in John 4.24, we're going to look at something. But if God wants us to have a better life, the question then is, how, how does that happen? Now, ultimately, it needs to take place through Jesus. But what happens is a lot of times we think, all right, I give my heart to the Lord. I give my heart to Christ and everything just works. And then we're let down when it doesn't do that. And the truth of the matter is because probably somewhere along the, along the way, we have believed the lie that everything is just magic after you receive Jesus. You know, everything just works. Everything's just magical. That's not how it works. It is all bought and paid for, and it is all finished in Christ. But it doesn't just happen. God, from the very beginning, wanted partners in humanity. He always wanted partners. You look at him with Abraham, how he sat and he talked with Abraham, deciding what he's going to do. He sat and he talked with Moses and decided what he was going to do. What was he allowing them to do? He was allowing humans to have an effect on how this was going to play out. It's always been his plan. It always is his plan. This is what he wanted to do. All right, and so in uh, Psalms one fifteen sixteen, you know, a lot of times we hear that God is a sovereign God, and He is a sovereign God. In other words, sovereignty means that God can do whatever He wants to do, and basically, you know, from a kind of a religious standpoint, and 
and I don't have to know about it. I don't have to know his whys. And that's true to a degree. But then when you understand the partnership of God, it says a friend of God, he, he will reveal things to him. He will show him that we have the mind of Christ. He will reveal mysteries to us. So on one hand, that's true. And there's a humility that says, look, I don't have to know everything that there is to know about God. But on the other hand, there's something that backs up and, and a person will back away from their responsibility of their partnership with God and say, it's all in God's hands. And what they do is they take everything and they turn it back over to God. And if it works, it's magical. And if it doesn't, then it's his fault. And it wasn't his fault at all. They just don't understand the relationship with God. So in Psalms 115 and verse 16, it says this. It says that the heavens are the Lord's. The heavens are the heavens of the Lord. But the earth he has given to the sons of men. And in 2 Corinthians 5, uh, down at verse 20, it says, We are ambassadors. We are ambassadors. And so what we're looking at is that on this earth, we play in a partnership with God. And the things that we do and the decisions that we make, they have an effect. And God sovereignly chose for that to be the way it works. Does that make sense? In other words, in his sovereignty, he said, this is how it's going to operate. And then once he said, how many people know that once God says something, that doesn't change. That's it. That's, that's the law on it. That's the way it's going to be. So once he said that mankind will partner with me in my creation, and this is basically what he says here, that's the way that it is. And you can say God's sovereign all day long, but you're not going to change what he has spoken. Okay? So in other words, for us to say and put something, if God, uh, let's say that God took this item, and he said, hey, I'm going to put this in your hands. There's no way, all right, so let's say that you're God, you put it in my hands, right? When he says, I'm going to put this in your hands, there's no way that I am going to put that back in God's hands. Not going to happen. He already has declared the way it would be right? And so I can ignore that in my hands and I can say, hey, God's got it in his hands, but that's not true. It's not true. It, 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 I can say that all day long, but that's not true. If he's put it in my hands, if he's put responsibility in our hands and authority in our hands, then it's in our hands. And that's the way it's always going to be. And so that's what he did through Jesus Christ. And no matter how much I say God's sovereign, it's not going to change what he sovereignly has already said. Does that make sense? You following with me? All right. So in words of life, when God has sovereignly put authority in mankind, then we need to start to understand that when he speaks, he means what he says. When he speaks... He means what he says. And when he speaks, it is done, right? This is the way that we need to be. When we speak, it needs to mean something. And when we speak, it might as well be done. This is very important for us, especially important when we come to believe in God. Because if we're the kind of people that will say, well, I'll do this and I'll do this and I'll do that, but we never actually are going to do any of that, 
then what we do subconsciously is we think that God's going to act like we, like we act, that God's going to think like we think. And so when I go to believe God for healing, when he's told me that I am the Lord that healeth thee, when I go to believe him for that, I'm going to project how I am on that person. You, have you ever seen, you ever heard the psychological uh, discussion where it says if a person is a thief they think everybody else is a thief if they're if they're rude they think everybody else is rude you know this is a this is how this corrupted flesh works well the same thing if i am basically a liar because i don't watch my words and i'll just say whatever then i'm not going to put any value on what god says either well this is so this is automatically getting into our words that's very, very important on how we interact with God. And how do we interact with God? Well, let's look at this first. John 4.24 says that God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship, must. It's not a light word. Must worship in spirit and truth. So this shows us how we're going to worship God, but it also uh, keys us into how we interact with God. We don't interact in the flesh. We interact in spirit, and we interact with truth. This is, this is something that we need to understand. In other words, if we're not operating out of our spirit, maybe through our flesh, but it's coming out of our spirit, then we're probably not interacting with God, and we're not interacting in the way that we were designed. This was a situation that the Pharisees had wrong. They thought that all of their interaction in the physical, by studying the scriptures and going through all of their rules and everything and all the customs and traditions, they thought that was interacting with God. But the problem was they were not interacting with their spirit, and so the Pharisees and scribes, they were all messed up, thinking that they were holy. And then all the world was looking at them going, y'all are a bunch of hypocrites, and why would I want anything to do with you? Well, there's a lot of the world that looks at the church the same way today because we're not interacting spiritually. All right. Let's go to Genesis chapter 3. So if we're born again, we believe that we should... Uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. Uh, if we're born again, we believe that we should have a better life, but how is that better life going to come around? And is God sovereign? Does things just happen magically or do we play a part in it? And we do play a part. He's given us the earth. But the part that we play is not to be physical. It is to be spiritual. It needs to generate in our spirit. Maybe it comes out in words through our mouth, but it's generated in our spirit. In other words, there's a spiritual side of each and every one of us, and we need to engage that. We need to turn that on. Not just our actions, not just our thoughts, not just our words physically. We need to engage the spiritual side of things and learn how to connect them. Well, the first thing in order to do that is we need to see what did God do? How did he create? How did he interact with the world to cause a result? Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And then in verse 3, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Now, was God flesh and bone? No, 
God was spirit. Well, how did he speak? That's a good question. I don't even know if I know the answer. Isn't that cool? <laughs> I, here, I think that Jesus was there. Jesus was there in the beginning, and he acted as the word. But I think out of his spirit, have you ever, has anybody ever had the Lord speak to you in your spirit pretty loud before? If you have had that, you'll know that you can hear words with your spiritual ears, but you didn't hear them in the flesh, right? You can, you can have God, even people, uh, I can remember people at 9-11 walking into the building. Uh, inside of them, they heard words, run, right? That was the Holy Spirit yelling at them, getting their attention to go so they wouldn't get hurt. God can speak. There's a spiritual side of man that looks, I would say, just like this physical. This physical was made after the image of the spiritual man. And you see that uh, in the parable of the rich man and the beggar Lazarus. And when he goes down and the rich man's in, in hell, you see that he heard things. He was tormented. He felt things. He was thirsty. He could see. So he's the spiritual man. His body is buried on earth. But the spiritual man is in hell seeing and feeling all of these things. So God spoke spiritually and said, let there be light. And then for five more days, he goes, let there be, let there be, let there be. And God said, and it was. 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 And then you come down to verse 26. And it says, then God said. So what do we know is about to happen? It's about to be was, right? <laughs> then God said. Do you like that? <laughs> Every now and then I'll get a chuckle out of George. It doesn't happen often, but when I hear it, I'm like, hey, I called him. <laughs> and God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And then I want you to see there's a, what's called the law of first mention. In other words, the first time you see it mentioned, generally that that time is a priority, okay? So he says, let us make man in our image, and you'll see why I'm saying this in a minute. He says, let them rule over the fish of the sea, birds of the sky, cattle over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. I love this. I don't know who I heard it from first, but you have all authority over all the creeps, amen? <laughs> That's good. It's a good thing to keep in mind, keep in your back pocket because, you know, you, you got authority over them. I mean, let's rule over them in Jesus' name. <laughs> Creeps, be gone. Amen. Then God said, let us make man in our image, and then God cre and in our likeness. Then verse 27, and God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And I don't think that we fully get the picture of what actually happened when God created man. I think that, you know, 6,000 years later, the devil has tried to diminish who you are so much, diminish who you were created in the likeness of so much, that I, I really don't think, I, I think that we know that there's a difference between the importance that God puts on it and what we put on it, but I don't know that we can really 
get a full, uh, clear picture of the gap that's actually between the two, right? I mean, you just think about it. You know, a few years ago, they started talking about how you came from a monkey instead of God. That's, that's straight up trying to take this away, trying to take man out of his authority over this earth. That's what that is. You know, same thing with de degrading a husband and a wife and degrading marriage. It is the exact same thing. It's going after this image because husband and wife is, in, is a complete image of God. That's what it is. It's a complete image of God. And they are designed to show how God loves on people. It, so the devil for the longest time has been after that image and that likeness of God that you were created in. He's been after it. Well, we have to recognize that through the word and say, mm, he's not pushing me any further. I'm, I'm pushing back on that. I'm going to see and know who I am. You know, he'll do that daily with you with telling you, oh, you're not worthy, you're just a piece of junk, you just can't do anything right, blah, 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 blah. And Jesus said, I'm about to go pay my life for you. You are not a piece of junk. You are worthy of my love. Now, see, there's a big difference in those statements. And yet, day after day, we'll listen to those thoughts of, I'm not worthy, I'm just a piece of junk, you know. And then, you know, when we actually need something, when we need something and we want to believe God, we don't believe that we're worthy for it. And so we end up staying bound by that because we've been listening to lies that are contrary to being created in that image. All right, so you were created in the image of God and in his likeness. And then we go on to verse 28, and it says this, God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now, when he says be fruitful and multiply, I know I grew up thinking... I grew up thinking um, that meant have a lot of babies, right? <laughs> and then at some point in my life, I got happy about that command, and I was like, yes. But, <laughs> but then at some point I realized, you know what? He's talking about the blessing of God. He's talking about he wants us to take the goodness of God and he wants us to take that blessing and multiply it and be fruitful with it. Like the, the parable of the sower, you know, he said, take that. And he says, well done, good and faithful servant to the one who took the resources that God gave him and he multiplied them, right? It's the same thing here. And you'll notice first mentioned, what was the first thing that God said when he mentioned man? He said, and rule over this this so when we see be fruitful and multiply we know that the first thing that he wanted to accomplish was not just have a whole bunch of babies he wanted to uh, take the rule of God give it to man and let that that domain the dominion of God rule over all the earth uh, I've heard and I, I believe this I've heard that Adam's job was to literally take the Garden of Eden and expand it out from just the garden over the whole earth. 
And then there's a verse that says he wants us to rule over all of his creation. So there's a good possibility that the original plan with Adam was to continue and, and literally take the blessing of God from planet to planet throughout the whole universe. Now, I'm not saying that's true or not. I'm not a scholar on that, but I can see how that would be possible. And But we know, at least on the earth, that God's plan was for Adam to take the blessing of God and be fruitful and multiply that. And in order to do that, he gave man a part, and he gave man authority to do that. And so when he gave man a part and authority to do that, Adam did it for a while. And you notice, couldn't, couldn't God have named all the animals? I mean, God, God could have named them all. He could have just said, names be, you know, and that would have been it. But he brought them to Adam and let Adam name them. He let Adam. He wanted partnership. He wanted partnership. And then, of course, Adam messed up, but you know that God's plan doesn't change. And so you see the same command given to Noah, and then you see the same command given to Abraham, be fruitful and multiply, take my blessing. He said to Abraham, through you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. So there was authority. But going back to Genesis, what you see is, whose image are you created in? God's. Whose likeness? So if we're created in his image and his likeness, shouldn't we do things like him? Shouldn't we act like him, move like him, speak like him? In other words, if we're going to create and we're going to be fruitful and multiply the blessing of God in this earth, how do you think the blessing is going to be created once God gave us our part and our authority? It comes out of our own lips from the beginning in our spirit, through the Holy Spirit, through our spirit, out of our lips, and we create with words of life that God's given us. Our words are so so important and yet the devil does this at the smallest age him knowing this he makes nursery rhymes up that say sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me and that's the most untrue thing you've ever heard in your life because words are some of the most powerful things in this universe it's what created the universe the words hurt people every day because they don't know about their words. In Romans chapter 4, and verse 17, and this is in the King James. You know, there's, when Abraham was called before he was Abraham he was called Abram and Abraham meant a father of many nations now at this point Abraham had zero kids but yet God said I want your name changed I want you to change your name and I want you to start calling yourself differently I want you to call yourself Abraham now that's really weird because he didn't have any kids. He wasn't a father to anything in the flesh. 
He was a father to nothing in the flesh. But by his spirit, Abraham called himself and started calling himself Abraham. He started saying, hey, I'm Abraham, father of many nations. Nice to meet you. So, so glad to have you here. Hey, I'm Abraham, father of many nations. Yeah, yeah. Did you know I was the father of many nations? I'm Abraham, by golly. I'm a- nice to meet you. I'm Abraham, father of many nations. Father of many nations, I tell you. Just in case you didn't know. <laughs> For 25 years, didn't that sound silly? 25 years. And he says here, Romans 4, 17, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Now he's talking about here in the fleshly realm. He says, I call things that aren't in the fleshly realm. I call them to be and then they become. He's saying the same principle that worked for God in Genesis 1 started working in Abraham. Now, it might have taken Abraham a little bit longer than it took God. I mean, God said, let there be, and it was, you know. And Abraham said, I'm the father of many nations. It took him 25 years, but he got there. And I bet you after that, it went a lot faster. Because I can tell you, as, as Nicole and I have been applying this for some years now, 10 or 15 years now, it works. And the more that you line your words up with the words of God, all of a sudden your life starts to line up with the word of God and you start to believe this thing and all of a sudden that's the big key is that we can speak it, speak it, speak it, speak it. But the moment we speak it and it connects to trust and belief in our heart, all of a sudden it was. And see, it was the whole time. We just didn't see it with our eyes. That thing was there in the spirit. Go. This is not on your notes, but go to uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 11 and verse 3. It's showing you how faith works. And in verse 3 it says this, By faith we understand that the worlds, the worlds, were prepared by the word of God. Now that ought to excite you knowing that you are made in his image and his likeness. That ought to excite you because if I'm made in his image and his likeness, I can frame, I can prepare my world by my words that line up with the heart of God. So that what is seen was not made of things which are visible. In other words, what you're seeing now was made out of stuff that you couldn't see before God said. But when God said, let there be, all of a sudden, the things that were unseen, the spiritual things, formed in the physical world. See, you start changing the spiritual root. You have vision. You have eyes of Christ. You have the eyes of God. You put on vision through faith, and you start seeing, hey, I'm healed, and you start speaking to your body. Body, you're healed in Jesus' name. Well, you might not see that healing yet, but you might say, but I believe that, and you'd start to change. You change that spiritual root, and it'll change in the flesh. 
See, a lot of people don't understand the interaction between the spiritual world and the physical world, but there is definitely some keys. I love what, what Nicole said earlier. She said, God's given us the cheat sheet of how to make these things happen. He's given us the cheat sheet. Now let's go back to Romans 4, 17, and let's read it in the Amplified. In the Amplified, it says this, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. He was appointed our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed. We got to believe. We got to see this stuff and trust that what God says is true. We got to see this stuff and say, you know, this may sound weird to my brain because I've never been taught it before, but that doesn't mean that it's not true. It just means that I didn't know it before this. You know, the solar system was probably really weird to you the first time you heard it in school. You mean there's planets out there bigger than us? You know, your brain couldn't even go beyond that. But just because you hadn't heard it before doesn't mean that it's not true. Well, this just happens to be written in the Word for thousands and thousands of years, and it has been applied, and it has worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and worked. And if you're just now finding out about it, that's awesome. Praise God, your life's about to get better. But I'm not going to tell you that it won't sound weird to your physical mind because it can, it will, it does. God, it, let me just break in. Here's newsflash. God does stuff outside of your mind. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> he does stuff outside of your thinking. It'll be stuff that you don't even like sometimes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It'll be stuff that you, that you don't even know about. Like, he's that big. I'm not kidding. He is. He's really that big. That's amazing. He was appointed our father in the sight of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. This is the way of God. And now, because he made you in his likeness and his image, this is your way and it will work for you. The question is, uh, do you know what he has foretold and promised? And see, now all of a sudden when you start to know these things, you go into the word and you start to see a promise, you start to light up because you go, whoa, 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 time out, wait, wait, wait. I just saw a promise right there. That's something I can stand on. And by God, by God, I can declare it. And it can be so in my life as well. So now all of a sudden your words become very important. And the word tells us to not even have idle words. That means words that aren't producing anything. In other words, if we're just, you know, talking, but it's not producing anything, we might ought to shut up. I'm just saying. It might, might be a good idea. Turn to your neighbor, say he's talking about you. <laughs> Romans 10, verse 9 and 10. <laughs> Turn to your other neighbor, say he's talking about them. <laughs> 
Romans 10, 9 and 10. You know, this is the exact same process that happened when you were born again. You know, sometimes when people hear this, and you'll hear preachers that will talk against what I'm, what I'm preaching on, can you not see that this is the word that I'm giving you? But a lot of times people will take this to an extreme, and they'll start, you know, uh, trying to grab a hold of a whole bunch of stuff that is not God. They didn't ask God if they could say that in the first place. They're just trying to uh, throw stuff out there. You, you need to not have idle words, which means you need to seek God on your words, right? But people will take it to an extreme, and, and I get that, and I've been there in that place too, you know, and I, I get it. So you've got to have some mercy, but then uh, people will take that extreme as what was actually being preached, and they'll call it uh, blab it and grab it, name it and claim it, and there's several other things like that. All right, and that is, but here's the thing. If this process was not true, you're not born again. Let me put that out there. Here's why. This is Romans 10, 9, 10. It says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And verse 10 says, For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. And you go back to verse 9. It says, If you confess with your mouth, and believe in your heart. What is that? That's seeing the promise of God through Jesus Christ. It's confessing it. I am saved. Jesus is the Lord of my life. And I believe that God raised him from the dead. Now as soon as you do that, confess it and believe it. Are you actually born again yet when you confess it? No. You're confessing something that you don't even have yet. Because if you've confessed it, but you haven't believed yet, it's not complete. The cycle's not done. You're not saved. This is exactly how salvation comes. Again, a reason why the devil fights against that process. He doesn't want you to understand how God works, because he doesn't want you to understand how you work. He doesn't want you to understand how this is supposed to work in your life. Now, let's go back to verse 10 now, and let's show. Most everybody here knows that salvation is not just eternal life in heaven, right? It's not just going to heaven. In salvation, there's a lot more than just uh, going to heaven. That's the beginning, and that's the great part, is that you are reconnected with God. But let me ask you something. If you are a dead life uh, source or life force and all of a sudden you connect with an alive life source what's going to happen between that connection there's going to be a transfer there's going to be a transfer of life there's going to be a transfer of the grace and the mercy of God in how many areas of your life just going to heaven no it says it says it like this in Romans 8:11 it says that if that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you he will quicken your mortal body. In other words, he will draw life into your mortal body. So when we connect with Jesus, all of a sudden we touch a lot more than just going to heaven and we have protection deliverance, restoration, healing, and prosperity. All of those things are the pieces of life. John, uh, Jesus put it like this in John 10.10. 10. He said, thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I am come that you might have life and have it in abundance. 
and amplified, it says, to the full till it overflows. That's, that's his heart for you. And you do that by connecting through Jesus. And you connect to Jesus by believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. It's the way of creation in God, and it's the way of creation in you. And in this verse right here, I want you to see something. With a heart, a person believes, resulting in righteousness. This is exactly what we've been talking about on Wednesday night in the gift of righteousness. And you, if you have been in that, the two parts of life already, you start to realize how important that righteousness is. Because all of a sudden, when I am made right with God and I am standing there right with God, I have a right to all of his stuff. I have a right to every bit of it. And that's not being greedy, that's being humble. Because I'm humbling myself to what he told me to do. Choose life. And so when I'm choosing health, I'm choosing life. I'm, I'm doing what he told me. That's humility. And then all of a sudden, here he says, when I believe and it results in righteousness, and I'm standing right with God, all of a sudden, is there anything in the way of his salvation coming to me? No, not a thing. This is not only how you're born again. This is exactly how you get the fruit of salvation to manifest in your life. You need healing. This is what you do. Lord, I am right with you in Jesus' name. I have received the gift. And right now, I believe in my righteousness. I believe that you were, that God, you brought Jesus back to life. And when he was raised up righteous, I was raised up righteous. I have a right to everything. And right now, I just confess, body, you are well in Jesus' name. And healing comes. Maybe it's... Uh, deliverance. Lord, I need to be delivered out of this situation at work. I am right with you, and I confess. I, situation at work, be fixed now in Jesus' name. Amen? Words of life. You insert the problem. Jesus has already inserted the solution. It's just your job now to partner with God and act like what he made you to act like. Amen? So right now, I just want to give you a chance. If you need anything, I want you to just come on up and let's pray. If you need healing in your body, you need, you need salvation, you need anything, I just, want to, I just want to invite you up and come on up and say, Hey, I need that, and I'm going to speak, I'm going to agree with you to speak over your life that the things of God would manifest in your life. So if that's you, come on up right now. Don't be, don't be like, well, I'll go when somebody else goes. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Amen. And we'll just, don't turn the uh, live stream off, but we will cut it right there in the time. But go ahead and play some music. And uh, thank you all for watching. Thank you, Father. Thank you. What is it that we can pray and agree over? Amen. 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 Can I share that? You don't <laughs> Do you want me to? <laughs> oh, no, it's not. <laughs> she, now, look here. She said, I, and, and this is so awesome because this is exactly it. God loves you enough to do anything. He loves you. She said, I want to lose weight. 
Well, that means that, that there's functions in the Bible. Everybody, everybody's like, hey, I'll, see, that's why I ask if I can share it. All right. So, all right. Now, what needs to happen in order for that to happen? Basically, things in your body need to function correctly. If there's anything that's out of line, it needs to be put into line. And so that's well covered under his salvation. Even, even let's say that it's a heart to, Lord, I just wanna, I want a heart to not eat as much, right? Let's say that that, and that's a reality. I face that too. Then you can say, Lord, help me to see that and let me be strengthened with your might. And so you just say this with me. Just say, body. Hold on, wait a second. Don't say, hold on, wait a second. Though. All right, just say, say, Father, I believe in your love. And I believe that I am righteous and in right standing with you. And because of that, body, line up now and function in the perfection that God created it to function in. Mind, think right in Jesus' name. And I receive every bit of healing and every bit of life in me right now. Amen. Amen. And if anybody was believing that, you could have said that prayer. If you didn't, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, no, you can agree. <laughs> you can go back and watch it. We'll have it somewhere. Everything. All right. Say this. Say, Father, I believe that I have been made right with you. I am right in your eyes. Jesus is the Lord of my life. And I believe that you brought him back to life and when you raised him up you raised me up I am righteous I am right in your eyes and Lord I just uh, plead the blood of Jesus over my body and my life right now protection be deliverance be freedom be in me in Jesus name restoration be life be healing be prosperity be in Jesus name I receive it amen now you just sit here and you just receive because he's pouring out in Jesus name thank you father thank you father thank you yeah okay health and finances all right here lord we just thank you right now and you just you you've heard me say enough so you say it right now just say father i believe and i receive i am right in your eyes you are the lord of my life i am your child body line up finances line up Body, be well. Finances, be in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Anything else you want to pray? Yeah. Well, so we pray for wisdom. Say, Lord, I just ask you for the wisdom of God. Wisdom be now. Strength be in me. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yes, ma'am. <laughs>
patience. All right, anybody want patience? <laughs> hey, everybody. Well, say this with us. Just say, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. And I believe that God raised you up from the dead. And I am righteous in your eyes. I am right in your eyes. I have a right to ask you. I have a right to expect. I have a right to receive. And right now, patience be in me. Wrong thinking, get out. Patience, love, the fruit of the Spirit, be in me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Did you feel a relief? Amen. I did too. Praise God. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Finances. Anybody else? Finan if you need finances, you need provision, come up right now. Oh, nobody needs it. Nobody, nobody, nobody wants to give God more in the kingdom or anything. If you need finances, I want to lay hands on you. I'm tired of the finances eating people's lunch. You need provision. You need a job. You need finances. Get up here. You need just a bonus. You need more. Lord, I'm believing more to give more. Get up here in Jesus' name. That ought to be everybody. And if it's not, then you got to understand what's holding me back from asking the Lord for more so I can give more and do more in the kingdom. Am I just satisfied with me? I'm tired of finances eating people's lunch. Lord, I just pray right now for bonuses and for, for all kinds of things. Lord, checks in the mail, anything. I don't care what channel you bring it through, Lord. If it's an uh, asteroid falling in their backyard worth millions of dollars, woo! Praise God. Who cares how you bring it? I, it doesn't, God can do all, any of that. I don't care. Lord, right now, Father, we just, Jesus is Lord of our life. Just say that with me. Say, Jesus is my Lord. He's the director of my life. He has saved me. And when you brought him back to life, which I believe in, you made me righteous. You made me right with you. I am in right standing. I have a right to ask. I have a right to believe. I have a right to expect. And I have a right to receive any of your foretold promises or blessings. And right now, I ask you for finances. For breakthrough. for breakthrough. And in the name of Jesus, name of Jesus breakthrough, be. breakthrough be. In my finances, in my, finances, in my job, in, my job, in, bonuses, in bonuses, in unexpected stuff, in unexpected stuff breakthrough, breakthrough be, be now, now in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Yeah, amen. And God said, and it was. All you're doing is you are putting... You are putting God's words in your mouth. In other words, you're letting God speak through you. Now, finances be now in Jesus' name. In every way, anointing of God, break the yoke that would hold them back. Father, we just thank you for that. Thank you for your finances. Thank you, Father, for your finances. Thank you, Lord, for people that are humble enough to say, hey, I need some of that. 
thank you, Father, for pride for pride being gone that would hold you back from saying, hey, I need some help. Thank you, Father, for humility in every way. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Amen. Anything else? Anything else? How about freedom from past stuff? Anybody dealt with some stuff in the past that's still affecting them? All right. Let's just pray. Just say, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. You're my king. You're my director. I am no longer bound by the issues of my past. Past problems. Past situations. I'm not bound by it any longer. Jesus paid the price to set me free. And I receive freedom right now. I let it go. Yeah, hold right there. I let it go. I choose right now to let it go. No matter who you are, whomever might be listening, make the choice. I choose to let that go. I'm letting go of it. God is a God of restoration, and I need restoring. I choose to let restoration happen I choose to let it go yeah hold out there see a lot of times we have stuff because we've not chosen to let it go and we need to make a choice it's not it's not necessarily that you've done bad it's just you didn't know that I needed to make a choice to let it go I let it go now I let it go I let it go this may not be for you, it might be for somebody else, but almost everybody probably could apply it in some way. Lord, I let the wrongs of the past go. I let the pain of the past go. I give it to you. I cast my care on you because you care for me. Now, right now, Lord, let your healing and your anointing rise up in every way. Let your healing and your anointing rise up in every way. Just say it again. Say it with me. Say, Jesus, I let it go. And I let you have it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. For freedom in every way. Thank you for everything being free in Jesus' name. Lord, we just love you. Lord, we give it over to you. We let it go in your hands. Lord, I just declare in the name of Jesus, freedom of God, love of God, peace of God, wholeness be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for complete, complete love made manifest. Thank you, Father, for complete love made manifest, complete healing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your love just praise you. It's your love. It's your love, Father. Ah, oh, He loves you. Thank you, Father, for complete wholeness in every way. Thank you, Lord, that your anointing breaks every yoke of anything. Lord, we just praise you. Now, Father, we just declare, now you declare this with me, restoration 
be in my life in Jesus' name. Yeah, thank you, Father. Now, say this. Say, protection be in my life in Jesus' name. No evil will befall me. No fiery dart will, everyone will be quenched. Thank you, Father. We are kept from the evil one. Father, this is all your word. And Lord, we just speak it on your behalf as your partners in this earth. And Lord, let our lives be lives that proclaim your goodness in every way. Life be now in Jesus' name. And just say this when we say, life be in me to the full till it overflows in every area. I pick up my authority in Jesus Christ and I apply it as a partner of God in this earth over his creation, including me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's a good day. <laughs> That's a good day. Father, we just praise you and we worship you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your healing. We thank you for your mercy. Lord, we thank you for recovery and restoration in every way. Lord, thank you for pouring out our love. Pouring out our love on others, Lord, through us. Thank you for pouring out your love in us, Lord. We know the source. And we just praise you. Thank you for your love becoming so real and manifest in us. Thank you, Father, for pouring out your love on ourselves, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your love. Lord, you're not a God that doesn't love us, that's left us in the dark. That, that's, he, you were always there with us. You'll never leave us nor forsake us. And any lie of the devil that says that he left you during that moment, that is exactly what it is. It's a lie. It's trying to bring about something in you that is not true so that you will look at God through the wrong lenses. Lord, we look at you through the lenses of your word, the lenses of your truth. We interact with you, Father, in our spirit and in truth, your truth says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And our spirit reaches out with belief and says, yes, I know that's true. Lord, we allow our spirit and truth to connect now and the life of God to explode in our fellowship with you. Lord, thank you for your love. We praise you and love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a great day. <laughs>